Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Stay In. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. Our podcast is about the adventures and misadventures of infertility. Yeah, so each week we uh, track our journey and we also listen to stories from other amazing women. And this week is a really particularly exciting one. Yeah, and so it's uh, National Infertility Awareness Week, which if you follow us on um, Instagram or Facebook, we've been doing a post every day about um, something that they're highlighting, stories and support networks and pictures of your dog and all sorts of fun things, but mostly it's all centered around people telling the stories of their infertility journey. And um, while we posted one of those things, two uh, women that I actually went to high school with reached out and um, both had amazing stories about their journeys. Yeah. So we decided that in celebration, the National Infertility Awareness Week wrapped up on the 25th. Um, but just to sort of continue that, that celebration and continuing to raise awareness, we wanted to release both of their interviews this week. And um, we hope you enjoy. We hope that you will um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Mikey and Rin Stay In. Also this week, we wanted to send two very special shout-outs, first of which is to my dad, John. Uh, the day that this comes out on Sunday, April 26th, will be his birthday. And Happy birthday, Johnny! I have no idea how old he is. He's in his 70s of some variety. Three or four? You need to reveal that. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I just wanted to say, happy, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday, to my dad. I love you. He's actually one of our most dedicated listeners, which is wonderful. Also, a big, warm, yummy, gooey thank you to our friend Bootsy, who sent me the most beautiful piece of jewelry that um, she created. And... It was so special. It was so unexpected. Um, she sent it along with a really sweet note. And basically what she said in the note is that the uh, the piece that she created is a pagan symbol for fertility. And it's this beautiful bronze piece. Um, go to at Mikey and Rin Stay In on Insta. Uh, we're going to post a pic so that you can see this beautiful thing. And if you don't know Bootsy... I'm sorry, <laughs> but you should totally follow her Instagram, which is at Bootsy Bod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, B-O-O-T-S-I-E-B-O-D-D. And definitely check out her jewelry. She makes some incredible things. And Bootsy, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you can reach out. Um, also, if you have stories, um, let's eat at MikeyandRinStayIn.com. So without further ado, we have two stories. The first one is going to come from uh, our friend Tavia, and hope you enjoy. Okay, so Tavia, we have a really beautiful soul on Mikey and Rin stay in with us today. And um, she is going to share a bit of her um, fertility journey. And uh, 
I'm really just going to let Tavia sort of take it away. Um, Tavia, why don't you give us some background on um, you and your partner and uh, sort of how you guys came to decide on having a baby in the first place. All right, so Andrew and I, um, we have been together for 11 years, um, and around age 30, when I was close to about 35, he's 37, we had talked about, okay, let's, let's try to start a family. I think that'd be a good age. 35 is a good age. And so um, I was on birth control for a very long time, um, so finally about 2000. 14, um, stopped taking birth control and started trying. And so um, we actually got pregnant in uh, Christmas week um, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, we went, we escaped to URA and there was an avalanche, so we couldn't leave. So Whoa. that was it. <laughs> magic. <laughs> so that was the magic. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt really, you know, a couple of days um, after we were done with the array, just felt really crappy. Um, so then two weeks later, um, took a pregnancy test and was like, oh, wait, holy shit. This is the first time I've ever had a positive. Okay. Mm. Took it about 20 times, the pregnancy test, and said, okay, <laughs> it's confirmed that we're pregnant. Um, so uh, we pretty excited about that because um, it, it's sort of working out. Hey, 35, I'm going to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, we had a miscarriage and um, the about February 15th, mm-hmm. uh, February 15th, um, I started having some spotting and then um, ended up going to the emergency room because it's like, hey, this is not stopping. And so um, found out on February 15th that um, I had I had the miscarriage. So then um, the doctors told us, hey, you guys can um, keep trying um, in the next couple of months. And so we actually ended up going to Cambodia in 2016 and was busy trying to get pregnant. Um, <laughs> every hotel that we could find, hey, let's, um, I'm tracking, we're, I'm ovulating, let's, let's, you know, um, try to get pregnant. Yes, um, we, know that. we know that nothing, journey well. <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't fun anymore. It's just like, okay, we gotta do this. Let's mm. let's, let's um, try to try to get pregnant. Um, but we tried almost um, at least six to eight months, and nothing happened. So finally, we actually went to CU Advanced Reproductive um, here in the Springs and got tested. Um, the doctor that we saw, brilliant, um, but definitely, um, I felt like interpersonally, it was just. Um, she was just really good at what she does, but just numbers. And um, <laughs> I, I just didn't, I was like, oh my gosh, because she had read through my numbers and then um, then went to his. So I had to stop her and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Um, is it, is it me? She's like, is it your, my age? She's like, yeah, it's you. And I was like, oh. So burst into tears, of course, um, mm. realizing it was me that um, can't get pregnant. So um, I'm one of those people um, that I, I've never sort of unexplained infertility in, in a way. Um, mm. One of age, because um, I was already about 36, um, I had low AMH level, mm. so the yep. anti-Mueller hormone. Yep. Yeah, for women my age, they would prefer to be between one and two 
mine was a 0.6. Mm. So it was like, oh, hey, I'm close, but not enough. Um, and asked the doctor, hey, why, you know, um, what was going on there? And I said, well, I've never had any history of um, chemo or anything like that. I don't smoke. Um, don't do any of those things. It's just I'm one of those people. And so um, they, she said the only way that we could get pregnant is to um, is through eight donors hmm. and gave us the, a packet. And it said, hey, the nurses can talk to you guys about how much it's going to cost. And the first number we saw was like 20000 and um, so that was the procedure. And then you need a donor and everything else. So it was at least thirty to 40000 first round. So we were like, nope, nope, um, I, I don't think so. And so I was going through the grieving process. I was in denial. I was angry, mm-hmm. um, depressed, all, all through all those stages. And, we, and I was doing my research, tons of research. And maybe I could be that one person with a very low AMH level that could get pregnant. I just need right. one egg. So that right. was my rationale um, going through it. And so we weren't ready yet to use a donor because um, we were like, no, no, let's try this. So we actually um, tried, we did four rounds of IUI. Got so it. The, the, um, yeah, the interim, so it's artificial insemination. Right. Um, but and my was, husband that, was, was that something that the reproductive endocrinologist recommended for you guys as like a first step? Or did you guys just say, you know what, let's just, let's just try this. We don't want to go the, you know, donor egg route yet. Um, how did, how did um, that unfold? Yeah. The, oh, the doctor recommended the egg, egg donor right away. Okay. Yeah. Because of my age and, um, just, looking at my numbers, even though everything else works, uh, fallopian tube works, uh, no issues, nothing of that sort. It, um, that was the first thing was, was egg donor. Mm. And so I think that's, we just had a really difficult time with that. Um, knowing that I'm not going to have any, um, DNA related to our, our baby. And so I think, um, so that's why I was like, Nope, in denial, we're not going to do this. And also financially, we're, we can't afford this right now. And so was, and Tavia, was we the, decided. Um, oh, go ahead. No, was the uh, was the egg donor? So it would have been the thirty or forty thousand. And is that with IVF? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So their starting price would be twenty thousand right. um, to do the procedure, and then um, depending which organization um, we would go with. Um, that typically could be about five to ten thousand dollars for okay. the eight donors. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you guys? Were yeah. You, did you? I don't know much about um, egg donation. Were you? Did like? Did you guys choose someone? Like, did you choose someone with a Cambodian background? Did you want someone, or like, or did, was it specific like that? Oh yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So there'll be some funny stories with that one. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah oh, yeah. So, oh, okay. yeah. We, oh, it, 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 you're it's still, you're still, um, yeah, yeah, you're still thinking IUI and you guys decided mm-hmm. to do some rounds of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it was one of those really funny things too, because my husband is Air National Guard. And so he had to um, be, um, he was on orders to go to Japan. So we had to freeze his sample. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would go in um, and um, get inseminated while he's in while he was in Japan. Wow! So, so you he, you guys didn't even get yeah. to go together. 
No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so that was, I was like, well, the, and that was, we thought it would be funny. I have a funny story that, hey, how'd you get pregnant? Was it Andrew in, in Japan? Yes, he was, but I had his sperm. Um, so we, yeah, so it, it, it was, it was funny. Um, and we, we joked about that, but it, it's, uh, unfortunately it didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. so four rounds of that, and that was a bit cheaper. IUIs is about 2000. Per round, mm-hmm. so that includes me being on medication, giving myself shots, and then um, them um, going in and just uh, um, just like a turkey baster and inseminate me. Yep. Um, so so that so four rounds of that didn't work. So finally, we're like, okay, um, got to accept that there's no way I can get pregnant um, doing IUI. So we um, decided to do the artificial, um, or I'm sorry, the IVF with egg donor. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually, um, we wanted somebody Asian, um, to, so somewhat they can look like me. Mm-hmm. So our first round, we did find somebody, um, and perfect, perfect match. Um, and so we found another, um, another agency or another, uh, Play so we we um, it was a bit cheaper in regards to paying for the actual IVF cycle. Mm. Um, so CU is about twenty thousand. This other agency um, is about um, at least ten thousand. Um, but because we had to go through lawyers um, and then um, paying for the um, donor um, medications and injections and things like that, it ended up going to be about um twenty twenty five thousand wow. dollars um but that unfortunately did not turn out um we didn't have any five day blastocyst um so none of none of the eggs and when they met um it, they did not turn into an embryo and so therefore mm-hmm. they could not put any inside me at all wow so yeah. nothing was implanted yeah. so we oh. never made it and then the, the agency that we went through, even though I never had, um, I never gone through the, um, having the uh, transfer, mm. couldn't, can't get your money back. Um, it still, um, it, it, it still has to, that was part of the, the whole IVF cycle was that, um, yeah, if, if you didn't have any transfer, that that was it out of luck on that one. Mm. Um, so that was pretty difficult to, to handle. Um, I think, um, definitely had some ugly cries with that one. Mm. Um, so then we decided, well, you know what? We've never actually tested me. Let's, or not test me, but let's see if we can do it. Cause we just need one good egg, um, for me. And so I actually, um, went through the second round, uh, for, on myself and, uh, medication itself, injections and everything were about eight thousand dollars for me because I'm a bit older and everything. Mm. Um and uh the medications is no joke. Um mm. one, for about two weeks I had to get a shot in the butt. Um and so that was Did you do your four, own butt shots? Um, yes, but my so Andrew was in Georgia trying to help his dad out. Um because wow. his dad had a stroke. So my girlfriend um and I got to know each other very well so every day at 6 p.m she had to give me a shot in the butt oh yeah thank god for girlfriends wow (laughs) yes um so that was like okay i got it and then so i ended up being um at least 
four um, four shots a day um, for for my cycle, and um, I actually went to work on one of those days, and in the middle of doing group therapy, I threw up um, because it, the hormones were so much, um, so many shots. So no. there you go. I was trying to run out of the group room as fast as I could, but. Um, didn't make it, so my clients are like, um, are you okay? <laughs> oh, geez, um, yeah. I was like, yep, yep, I'm okay, just on some meds. And so um, ended up, you know, cleaning up my vomit and then restarting group, uh, resuming group therapy. So wow. um, that was that. <laughs> Did you have uh, so um, my... kind of hormonal, emotional stuff going on too? I mean, besides the vomiting yeah. in the middle of group therapy? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. Um, yeah. Things. It, it was. You know. After a while, that the. Um, but first, it you know might be a bit scared of needles. But after a while, after doing you know three or four shots a day, you're just like okay. Yeah, you're um, a but pro. definitely. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like here. Rub alcohol. Eh, we're in. <laughs> um, so definitely emotionally um, a- anxious, excited, mm. um, optimistic that, Hey, maybe this could be it. Maybe I could actually use my own eggs mm. and we will have, um, some, you know, our kids going to have my DNA. Mm. Um, so there were still going a grieving process, um, with that during that excitement for, for my round. Um, so they only, for me, since I don't have a lot of eggs left and then my lo- low AMMH level, we only had three eggs for me, and um, none made it for a transfer. Mm. So, so, wow. so that was our second round. So it was a bit tougher, but um, I think I was a bit better with that second round because I was expecting that hey, it's, there's a good chance that my eggs um, is not gonna be able, to, you know, to, to make it. So there was some acceptance mm. there that it wasn't gonna happen. Um, so still sucked either way. Um, but yeah. we, we had that, uh, failed round. So now here's the thing with, um, uh, Asians. Um, so we decided <laughs> to go, um, with the world egg bank and that's who we're with right now. Um, so the world egg bank, um, their starting price for six eggs is, um, 16,500. Um, Did you say for six eggs? Yeah, for six eggs. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one is like, it's an unknown donor. So we, uh, we set a profile up and um, we look at who we want. (laughs) Um, And so our criteria, of course, is Asian. Mm. Um, But here's the little kicker. There is an Asian fee of $3,000. Yeah, there's Why? an Asian fee. Because um, um, there are not a lot of Asian donors. And so, um, oh. or, yeah, so we, we, it's not a lot of choices um, to, to, to pick from. Or it's just a, a lot of maybe the other part is that maybe a lot of Asian women maybe have some difficulty um, trying to conceive um, that they use, okay. they, they um, need a lot of it. So, um, there's also the Fairfax um, Egg Bank as well. So we decided to go with um, the World Egg Bank. Um, and so um, 16500 just for regular eggs. But because we wanted the, um, our kids to look somewhat like me, um, we had to pay the Asian, the premium Asian eggs. 
<laughs> so Asian that was tax. three thousand. <laughs> yeah, it was three thousand um, for that. Um, wow. So then, um, same shipping fee of five hundred dollars. So it was twenty thousand for um, premium Asian eggs. Wow. Um, God, yeah. So, racism strikes again. And, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and it it was definitely very difficult to. Um, to find Cambodian, actually. Mm. But um, because my dad is half Thai and Cambodian, um, we were, it was closer to finding um, an, an Asian donor. Mm. Um, so we had um, definitely Filipino, uh, Philip, um, um, more choices with Filipino donors. Um, we found that are Vietnamese, um, Chinese, Korean. Um, so we actually chose a donor. And you get to, you know, with the profiles and things like that, you look at um, height, you look at hair color, um, eye color, education background, you get to know a lot about your donor. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, we got to pick, hey, pretty, um, um, pick a pretty good one here. So <laughs> we did our third. Uh, yeah, so we did our third round, and um, so twenty thousand for um, just through the eight, the World Eight Bank, and then um, the price of the actual IVF with the this or um, this fertility clinic went up a little bit. So that was another um, at least ten thousand, um, and. Uh, they shipped, we gave them a, um, a date of our cycle when we were going to do it. Um, they shipped the eggs. Um, we didn't have to be there because um, Andrew already provided the sample. <laughs> so we didn't have to be there for conception. Um, that's how absent parents we are. We didn't have to be there. Um, yeah. yeah, they were just like, oh, yeah, we'll just call you when we get the procedure. It's like, okay. Um, so we, they called us, um, on day three and said, Hey, it's looking pretty good. It's growing like it's supposed to. Um, but then on day five, we actually didn't have anything. Um, somehow, yeah, it was, it was strange because, um, the, the nurse that told us was like, Hey, the embryos or, um, it's becoming a blastocyst, and but all of a sudden on day five, um, we did not have anything, um, and what so happened? none were tested. And in interest, um, they do not know. It, it's a possibility. It's my donor's eggs. It's a possibility. It could be Andrew, but they um, they just they do not know what happened there. Um, so that one was pretty devastating that one um i had the ugly cry um mm. burst into tears got snot in my face and mm. it was just fuck 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 why is this happening to us we thought hey we just paid twenty thousand dollars um for you know using an egg donor and this donor had success with previous families so you know what's wrong with us um so a lot of Guilt, um, definitely sadness um, that went with that round. Um, so, but the good thing about the World Egg Bank is that um, they have a guarantee that one of six eggs that you're getting, 
you at least one of the eggs will become an embryo, will uh, make Whoa. it to day five as a blastocyst. Um, yeah, since there's like ours, so few since none guarantees. of ours made it, um, they, um, they actually um, gave us six free. No, the, um, the guarantee that if, if we didn't have anything the first round, and then um, we would have another um, six eggs. So, um, so we, we had to pick another donor and, um, so that took a a while. Um, but this donor is, um, five, nine, um, and Andrew six, one. So, um, (laughs) we're going to hopefully have, um, some, some tall, tall kids here, tall Asian kids. Yes, and Amazon. Half Asian kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's, uh, we, but we don't have any more money to do that. Um, when we decided to do the first round, um, we actually, um, both of us took money out of our Roth IRA so we could do that procedure. Um, and then um, pretty much we maxed out our credit cards mm. um, trying to get pregnant. Um, I'm trying to think where else that we had the money. Um, so then we had to um, take out a loan, um, for the last, the last one. So we still have six eggs left. Um, but it's sitting at the world egg bank right now until we have money, um, for another round. Um, so that is going to be, um, uh, we're, we're, we're going back to see you advanced reproductive, um, for this last round. Um, so right now the egg is sitting there and there's a $500, um, storage fee <laughs> of course for those eggs. Yeah. So, um, October is our one year deadline. Um, and if we're not ready yet to, to do this, um, to do this IVF round, it'll be another $500 for a storage <sighs> fee. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure that out. Um, and so that's, that's where we've been. That, that's our three, um, failed three rounds of IVF. Yeah. Wow. Tavia, I, it's, you know, to, to sort of listen from the outside, it's, it's, you know, there's so much of it that feels dizzying, right? It's like the <laughs> money that you spend and the hormonal stuff that you have to go through and the kind of peaks and valleys of, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And then you guys with this very unique situation of like having to pay a premium to get a kid that <laughs> is that looks like you, you know, and yeah. I'm I'm curious about your coping strategies, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, what what have you done? Because you're I don't know, you describe everything so beautifully and you seem like this really lovely human. And um, I'm just curious how how you've coped. Um, I think it helps a little bit because I am a therapist. <laughs> right. But um, right. yeah, so, so that helps. Um, but we actually um, started doing couples therapy mm-hmm. um, because it, it does. It takes a lot of toll and it's easy to blame um, each other for what's going on, or for me, for many months to years, is um, blaming myself. Mm. The fact that it's my eggs, mm. you know. Um, 
that uh, that's why we can't get pregnant. And so, um, yeah, without having to go too crazy and, and you know, shouting and screaming at each other um, is so we, we decide to see a psychologist um, for um, for couples therapy. And so that helps us a lot to um, just, you know, once a month or so we go in, check in with her and just any um, emotions or any thoughts that I have um, to be able to process that with her. Um, it was definitely tough because um, I I work with um, soldiers at Fort Carson, and um, you know they're coming in and like, oh, guess what? I'm pregnant. Like, oh, okay. Right. Um, and trying not to in that, you know, um, not bring that into session. That this session is is um, about them and and not about me. Mm-hmm. So having us go see a um, a therapist. Um, has, has been really helpful uh, for me. Mm. Um, a lot of uh, definitely support from from my girlfriends. They're awesome, um, helping through that, and um, I'll kind of find um, humor through this process. Mm. Um, we joke that when I get pregnant, um, this kid's nickname is going to be Twenty K. Um, <laughs> you know, because they're. And we're going to, that's how we're going to celebrate. Like if, if he or she does anything wrong, this little fucker is 20K. That's the nickname. Um, so that's how we, we sort of fight through it. But now we got to change it to 100K. So the baby shower is going to be huge, you know, because the yes, epic. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think also um, a lot of my coworkers um, also recommend, you know, some support groups as well. Um, for women, you know, for, for infertility. Um, so having, and, and knowing that I'm not alone. Um, yes. I have, I play, uh, we play soccer, indoor soccer, and a lot of, and not a lot, but some of the ladies that I play with or against, you know, have talked about their own infertility journey. And so I think that that helps knowing that it's, um, I'm not alone through this process. Yes. So. Yeah, because it, it, it can be a journey where you're feeling like, is this just me? What's happening here? Why me? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so I I celebrate you and your bravery and um, just your your willingness to, to share your story. I think the more stories we hear, the more we feel like, wow, this is a – we're a collective unit here and we're stronger together. Um Exactly. Exactly. I've got, I've got one more question for you, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. But um, I'm I'm curious what you what's one thing you would have wanted to know, or one thing somebody you wish somebody had said to you before starting this whole process. Hmm. I think it's, I think a small part of me knew it was going to be tough emotionally. Mm. Um, when we did our test, um, so after the miscarriage and we've been trying to get pregnant and then we, um, you know, had, we started doing our, our test and the doctors went over the numbers and then she said, you know, um, Right now, for you, the only way that I see that you can get pregnant is using an egg donor. Mm. Um, Again, it felt really 
sad, um, definitely sad, um, angry, but, um, I think if somebody were to tell me, it's definitely going to be very, very difficult going through this process and at Mm -hmm. times feeling that you're alone, Mm -hmm. that, um, that maybe nobody understands what you're going through, even though that's not the case, even though that, you know, we find out that there are many couples out there who cannot get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a small part of me wish that or possibly if I could change something was, hey, maybe I should have tried to get pregnant um, at a younger age. Um, and maybe my chances, that, sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you feel like, hey, maybe um, I could have got pregnant if I, you know, got pregnant um, in my 20s. Mm. And it, 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 it's a possibility, but mm-hmm. it, it's, I would have found out sooner um, in my 20s if we did try um, to, to get pregnant. So I, I think that there's those thoughts that come to your mind and that plays in there and you're looking at the what if scenarios. But I think that um, all in all, it's that when somebody wanting, is wanting to talk to me about um, what they're going through, their um, starting journey with IVF, um, yeah, the, the, the price is huge, the financial piece, but the emotional Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional piece and um, be willing to, to talk to um, to some people and, um, you know, feeling comfortable in support groups and things like that. So yes. that way, you know, you're not going to be feeling alone going yes. through, the, through the process. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I feel like that's a really um, important thing to note and maybe where we can, what we can end on. Cause I feel like, um, you know, being okay with with your sadness and really reaching out to mm-hmm. people and knowing that there are others that are going through it and um it, that is like invaluable advice i think um so and talking about it i mean yes. i feel like that was that was one of the things that when we first started the podcast first of all kind of like you're saying like you know we live in like an area where like um, like you were talking about with the soldiers, like we live in an area where like everyone here seems so fertile. <laughs> like everyone oh, yeah. like, yes. tripping yeah. and falling exactly. on a dick and having a baby. And we're like, what is yes. happening here? What's wrong with us? But like the second exactly, we, exactly. The second we started like, talking oh my about gosh. our miscarriage and infertility and stuff like that, people are like popping up like, Oh my gosh, I totally I did IVF, I did all these different mm. things, I did IUI, I had infertility for years. And it's just to be able to talk about it and kind of shake some of the, the stigma off of it, I think is so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for, yeah. for being open and talking about it. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I said, when, when I saw that um, you post on there, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And um, I was I, I'm pretty, oh, no, yeah, Mike knows is that I, I'm pretty quiet or pretty, um, I, I don't share too much, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was hard um, going through this process. And so my, definitely my immediate friend, family and friends knew um, what we were going through. Um, but it's like, you know, am I ready to share this? Um, and, you know, since I have to use an egg donor, um, will the kid ever find out, you know, the, the kids? Yes. And we had talked about that. It said, yes. um, yeah, we, we do. We want, we want our kids to know that, um, uh, my eggs are angry, and um, <laughs> when they see Andrew's sperm, it's like, ah, we don't, nope, they're not coming in. Yes. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
we have yeah, you're you know, your mom has to, you know, find its donor and um that's how we were able to um start a family. So I think um learning and accepting that and sharing that is it's okay. Um that we, we do. Um our journeys are a bit different and that for me it, it has to be as much as I want to use my own eggs, um, that's not gonna happen that but there are women out there who are donors who want to help other women and yes. um, get get started on their family. So I think yes. that helps me a lot as well to say, hey, again, I'm not alone through this. There are Asian women out there um, yes. that are willing to help other um, Asian women um, find um, find a way to um, to to, um, to to get pregnant. So uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's, it's I appreciate you guys. Um, talking about it, and it does. Um, as a therapist, um, having being able to process that, being able to talk, and having a safe place, mm-hmm. um, I think that's where um, you know we can grow, and we're not. Um, there be moments where we're angry, pissed, bitter about everything, but there are also those moments where we find support and like, hey, this you know this couple's going through some real things, or um, this woman's going that hey sisterhood. Uh, yes. trying to get pregnant. Yes. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you have um, inspired me, um, made me tear up, um, made oh. me feel like my heart has grown. I kind of feel like the Grinch, you know, how his his heart, his heart by the end of the movie grows really, really big. Um, oh. So thank you for that gift. Um of of sharing your story we we really really appreciate it um yeah and i think listeners will too yeah thank you so much tavia it was great talking to you and connecting thank you thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to to share um our story so um love it thank you for sure (laughs) we'll talk to you soon okay okay bye Tavia, oh Tavia, how beautiful you are. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like you brought it to Christmas. I, I don't know. She Tannenbaum? she made me feel really Christmassy. She's just like a a beautiful Christmas light ornament on top of the tree. I love that. Yeah. 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 I like that you brought it there. Yeah. Of the 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 uh, ornament on top of our tree all of my childhood. We had like this beautiful tree and then I had this shitty cardboard star <laughs> that was totally like wonky and like Dr. Susie looking that was uh, covered in tin foil and um we never replaced the tin foil. So imagine I think that's still what's on oh, top it, of your family's it's tree. It's still what's up there. Yeah. So <laughs> it's probably 36 years old. <laughs> And it looks like it's 36 years old. So maybe not a compliment. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we just really want to thank Tavia for so graciously and beautifully sharing her story. Um, And we've got another one. Back to back. Double header. Yes. A little bit of a longer Mikey and Rin stay in this week um, to really just give these women the floor. Uh, Next up, you guys will hear from Heather, who, uh, yeah, is going to share her infertility story and who is just brilliant and amazing and hilarious. All the things. And what I love about, you know, these stories is like you could on their face, you could see them as like, oh, they're both stories about 
infertility mm. or IVF. And so you could think they're going to just be the same story. Mm. And they're so not. And this is why our show hopefully exists, is to show just the nuances between everybody's different birth journeys, infertility journeys, all the things, right? Yeah. 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 So we hope you enjoy Heather. Hello. Hello. Is this Heather? This is. Hi, it's Mikey. And Rin. Hey, Hi, Heather. Hey, how's it going? We're so good. We're just uh, we're just hanging out on a beautiful sunny day here. First of all, I just want to thank you so much for um, being open to chatting with us. Uh, we got to talk oh, to absolutely. Tavia. When was that? On Thursday. Two days ago. Yeah, and. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really incredible that you guys want to sort of give of yourselves in that way. So we really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. I felt so alone when I was going through it. And, you know, nobody I knew had had IVF or had infertility problems. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I was like, oh, well, I'm doing IVF that they were like, oh, I know somebody. And I was like, oh, well, you know, can you send them my way? Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it's a lonely feeling. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it does get to the place where you feel like, why the fuck is everyone around me pregnant? Why is, like, why can everybody just do this? (laughs) No, like, it's funny. I, so I talk to friends, you know, who have had kids and who are pregnant, and it doesn't make any sense to me that people can bang and then get pregnant. That doesn't make any sense to me because my (laughs) pregnancy journey was so clinical and um you know i saw pictures of you know my ovaries and every egg that came off my ovary and when it got fertilized in the fertilization process and i'm like well that's how it works in my life how how do people just just get knocked up that doesn't make any sense to me so yeah you know yeah well this is most of the people that i knew um like from our high school for instance that had like a lot of kids or had kids early or whatever. It was like, you know, none of them were trying and they just like happened to have five kids or whatever. And I'm like, we're trying to have fucking one kid and we're like, you know, counting the days and making sure that everything's perfect and the temperature of the room is right. And that, you know, all the things. And I'm like, you just got drunk at senior Manuel's and had your fourth kid. Are fucking real. Right. Uh. Oh my gosh. Did you ever read that book? Um, oh, shit. Who's that comedian? Loveline guy? Not Dr. Drew, but... Um, oh, Adam Carolla? Adam, yeah. Adam Carolla. Did you ever read his book on fertility and his, his memoir? And it included what? fertility problems. And it was no. like, no. seriously, for a, for a fucking six-pack. And, <laughs> you know, in the back of a van, y'all can just knock some boots and have 12 kids. And, you know, the rest of us that have tons of money and who are prepared with the nursery already, we, we can't get knocked up without spending, you know, half a million dollars. Right. Well, and it's and, you know, and it's so interesting. And like Tavia, you know, who we talked to, she she just had, you know, a story like everybody has around IVF and things like that. And the numbers just always shock me. And the numbers also always shock me when I consider what like what it is. It's like tw- basically 20 grand for like 
just a random cum. <laughs> like, 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 For I just real. Think, yeah, the amount of times that I've had sex or whatever, and I've been like, oh, I just pay, we're going to pay 20 grand for that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simple and that was 20 grand just for the procedure. <laughs> that right. did not include all of the pre-procedures and the medications leading up to that and then all of the post-procedures and you know all of the time that we get wanded in several places Mm -hmm. and you know how many injections do we get to take I mean it's it's I didn't I saw Tavia's number on social media and was like I wasn't quite there but it wasn't far off either Mm -hmm. so well Heather can you can you take us on a journey? Will you tell us? Um, well, first, why don't you tell us about, um, uh, you know, your deciding to be a mom? Were you a girl that was like, I'm always going to have kids? Did you decide later on? What that look like for you? Um, I knew they were, they were in the future for me. Um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't decide my kids' names in high school or anything. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> you know, my, uh, my mom had me when she was pretty young. And so she always told me that, that I'd better fucking wait until she's 50 to announce <laughs> that I, that I'm having kids. And it was well after that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I figured I would want to be a mom at some point. And then, um, after we'd been married for a few years, me and my husband, um, I was like, you know, let's just, I, I, all, I've always known, um, because I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yay, um, a sister. So I was informed, <laughs> yay. So I was informed pretty early, um, in my, in my life that it was going to be hard to have kids. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I kind of, you know, was irresponsible with my, my um, birth control in college and several hospital visits of rupturing ovarian cysts and um, a lot of pain that I could have prevented myself. When you're a college kid, you, you seem to know a lot better than uh, no one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> whatever. So I'd kind of known that that was um, in the cards for me as far as like yeah, you're going to need some help. And um, so when I decided to have kids, it was like, well, let's, you know, go off the birth control and see what happens. And Mm. shockingly, nothing happened. Mm. Um, And that's not shocking at all, actually. Um, (laughs) And then uh, it was, um, I think we, I was off, I I could only be off for three months, because I didn't have any cycles. um, And I was worried about ending back up in the hospital with um, ovarian cyst problems. And so I think it really only took, you know, three to six months for us to be like, you know what, let's go get a consult. Let's see what happens. And we found our, um, our doctor and had our consultation and um, went for it. So he, he was extremely confident that he could, help me get pregnant. <laughs> Funny. His name is Dr. Bush. Nice. Um, <laughs> Dr. Bush, he, as a Bush, you're either going to go into landscaping or reproductive endocrinology, right? Right. Like, right. You don't right. have many options. Yeah, exactly. 
well, they, <laughs> you don't. Um, that's kind of a good so segue. He, uh, Heather, does, did your family <laughs> own Spencer's Lawn and Garden? Yes. Oh, my oh, gosh. Nice. So that's like, so this looms large in my life because that's where we used to get all of our gardening supplies. Oh. As a kid, so like, it's celebrity <laughs> shit. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I still uh, I still work for them. I do their website and their oh, social awesome. media. Nice. And, yeah. So, I kind of yeah. feel like I'm talking about Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, my dad was always on the news. You know, I'm Garden Tip of the Week with Mike Spencer. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, that's awesome. Mike. My dad. Sorry. The same. <laughs> ah. Her interjection is so great. I love it. Anyway, bushes and stuff. Um, yes. And yeah so uh yeah he was like you know i see a lot of women with pcos it's pretty common and how and I was old like, are you at this looking point around like where 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 are these women with pcos i don't know anyway um so he he got me started we did a whole bunch of medication um he was like you know we're gonna do this uh iui first okay and i was so did like he give you clomid oh, okay. to start um, Clomid didn't work for me. Okay. Okay. Um, I, and I told him I, I'd gone to my, um, regular gynecologist and she was like, yeah, let's, let's do a couple months of Clomid and see how that works. And, um, I got zero results mm. on Clomid except for the part where like my face erupted in the most incredible acne mm. that I was joking that I was ovulating out of my face. <laughs> um, it was so bad. Wow. And so she, after one round, she's like, nope, go straight to Dr. Bush. I was like, all right, no, no $200. And so I, I did. He was like, we're going to do this IUI and we're going to see how it goes. And so I started this IUI process and was like, okay, we've got this. This is great. I feel like shit. Super. Mm-hmm. And, you know, go back after the requisite however many days on this injectable um, I forget what, I can't even remember anymore what the injectables were that they had me on, but the ovulation stimulators. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, well, I cannot give you IUI. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, because you have so many follicles on your ovaries that you will have a litter. Whoa. And I was like, nope. Undo, undo that. Um, don't, don't, don't put anything in. Nobody come near me right now. <laughs> Stay away. Um, yeah. So then that's when we were like, all right, let's uh, let's IVF this thing up. And Heather, that's how old were you? We oh, uh, twenty twelve. Twenty-eight. Okay. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight on that journey okay. on that part. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we uh, that was that was that. And so at so at this point, you're you know with the reproductive endocrinologist, you'd already done some ovulation stimulating things. He's like, nope, that's not going to work. And then did he just present it as IVF is now your only option, or did you guys? Like what? What did that process look like? The transition from IUI to IVF. Yeah, it was. Well, he he felt it was very irresponsible if we were to do the IUI route. If he were to give me the uh, um, stimulation med to you know get my 
get the eggs off. Um, he was like, that's, you will drop too many eggs. You will have too many embryos possibly. Mm. And, um, then, you know, you'll have to go through the process of possibly decreasing Mm. the amount of embryos that you have. Mm. And, um, he was like, I don't, I don't want that for you. He said, I know that you would rather have twins than none. Mm-hmm. But he said, I can't even tell you that you will have twins wow. if, if we were to give wow. you that, that stimulant right now. Wow. Um, so it was kind of, it was decided pretty quick that um, it was IVF or not. Mm. And again, that was one of those, like, I wasn't shocked about that decision. Um, somehow, I mean, I was kind of shocked that we went the IUI right route to begin with. Mm. Um but yeah, it was, it was essentially just flushing a couple grand of meds and then knowing how it would affect me, but then also going through the process again, more intensely for the IVF part. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, so when, like how long after were you able to then, cause I know that with IVF, we're looking at this now, we actually have our, um, sort of follow up with the reproductive endocrinologist I had polyps removed and you know I now have this pristine uterus <laughs> so um yeah so yeah we're we're going to be talking about the the kind of process leading up to IVF and I know that I mean I've got the checklist it's a shit ton of things to do um so, so talk, much shit. yeah talk to us about talk, talk to us about that what was that like um there was a um again I can't remember if you say it, I would say, yes, that's it. Um, but where they flush out your uterus and yeah, your fallopian the HSG. tubes and your ovaries and they, yep. like, it's like an x-ray or something. Yeah. So the HSG Again, where remember. they inject the dye. That one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That one. And they're like, don't be surprised if you get pregnant from this. I'm like, I will be very surprised if I get pregnant from this. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Um, <laughs> and of course, no dice. Um, and then it was... Uh, birth control for I think two months so that they could get my cycle exactly how they wanted it Mm. and then it was Lupron injections Mm. to stop everything Mm. Um, so a lot of people take Lupron to um, kind of induce a menopause Um, so at some point I was on Lupron that was terrible Um, and again it was injectable Mm. um and then they made sure that, you know, ultrasounds like every other day, at least, mm-hmm. and blood work every day. Um, I can't even, I, it was, I looked freakish with the amount of bruising I had all over my arms. <laughs> I had blood drawn, I think 23 days in a row. Wow. I had to have blood drawn. Wow. Because my body didn't do a great job on the hormones. So I could get a ton of follicles, but none of them were maturing to the Mm -hmm. point where they could give me that stimulation to then go in and retrieve all of the, um, the eggs. Right. So, yeah, I think I was on something ridiculous, like 22 or 23 days of ovary stimulators, which holy shit. I, I, I don't even know how I lived through it. I felt like 
such a bag of dicks the entire time. <laughs> Physically, that, emotionally? Mean, all of it. Mm. All of it. So I felt like I was constantly um, eating quarters, like that metallic feeling just oh, all wow. over your body. Like I just I just felt radioactive and toxic. And, um, you know, you're not allowed to, when you're on all of these ovary stimulators, they make your ovaries the size of softballs. Mm. And so you're not allowed to move because if you tweak your body and one of those ovaries falls and twists one of your fallopian tubes, it's a medical emergency. Mm. So they have to go in and probably remove that ovary. And then, you know, that's great. Less chance now. Um, so you can't, you can't walk, I mean, you can walk it out. You can walk, but you can't get your heart rate too high and you can't, um, I don't know. They just had this huge list of stuff for me that I couldn't do. And it was pretty much everything. Um, you know, no sex, you know, no running, no hardcore, anything, just basically sit there and make eggs. So that's what I did. Um, You're like a little chicken. It didn't feel good. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good. There's, there's nothing that feels good about it. Um, and you're just sitting there like, plus, uh, and I also had um, the potential for a blood clotting disorder. Oh, wow. So on top of all of those stimulants, I had to take a blood thinner again by injection. And that felt every night like I was getting stung by bees. Wow. Um, because that this, like injections don't feel good in general, right? Sure. But this one just felt like you were being stung by a wasp and it, it was awful. Um, (laughs) I had to do that for 13 weeks and then, um, 10 weeks and then 13 weeks of the progesterone and oil after the IVF. But, um, yeah, so you're walking around, you're huge. You can feel you just touch your stomach and you can feel your ovaries. It's stupid. Um, (laughs) and then, you get, Oh, here, this is the funniest part. I think about my entire IVF process was, um, we, my husband and I are semi-professional singers up here in Denver and we were hired into a choir to sing for a super Orthodox Christian church, their Easter service. Okay. And so we went, you know, we're not telling everybody about this process, obviously, much less some um, super Orthodox pastor that we don't know, but both my husband and I had to leave. We got a call that said, you're ready for, um, your stimulation drug. You have to take it at six o'clock on this day. And my husband and I looked at each other. We're like, we're going to be right in the middle of this rehearsal. No. So <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh, in this Orthodox Christian church. <laughs> and so, right. We get there early. We talked to the pastor and we were like, so here's what's happening. We're going to be truthful with you. And, you know, I was like, I'm going through this process of infertility and hopefully having children. And um, I need my husband to come with me and give me an injection right in the middle of this rehearsal. And he was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Gift of life, blah, blah, blah. You should go down into our library. It will be very private. There's nobody down there at this time. So go down there. We were like, okay, super great. We have, we have this pastor's blessing. We have a quiet place. So we go down into this library and everywhere there are giant statues of Jesus and Mary and Joseph. 
and God all over the place. And so me and my husband just start laughing because I'm like, where am I going to drop trow in front of Jesus and get a shot in my Like, is this, is this a good is this a good thing or a bad? Are we going to go straight to hell for this? What, what, what's the protocol? So we were like, all right, let's just, uh, we, we chose uh, a, a great statue of uh, Mary and Jesus to um, inject my ass and just drop trow right there, had it done, and went right back up. That's awesome. Well, Heather, I don't know about you, but I have found myself um, sort of recruiting whatever I can these days, whether it's like Jesus take the wheel or some witchcraft or some stat. My friend gave me a statue, like a fertility statue that she brought back from her trip to Africa. I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll, take, I'll take all the help I can get. So I don't know. Yeah, Bring maybe having Jesus and Mary around. We need to get more statues in our house. Yes, I think that's the lesson here. <laughs> the the Mary and Jesus ones. Yes. Um, sure. In a very Orthodox Christian church. So, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, wow. That's great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was that's probably the funniest part of of that journey. <laughs> so was this round of IVF, um, was it successful for you? What happened? was um so again as long as it took um the doctors and nurses were like well you're almost there but you're still not there Mm. like every day getting all this blood work um and finally they were like well we're just gonna call it um they knocked me out they took um 22 eggs wow um 11 (laughs) yes please don't come near me (laughs) with anything (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah and 11 made it through fertilization and uh five made it to day five and um one they did a fresh transfer and then uh was it three froze three froze properly wow so yeah. I have, I still have two Jurassic Park babies and <laughs> two live ones. Wait, why do you call them Jurassic Park babies? Frozen. Just because they're frozen? Because they're frozen. Oh they're my God, that's ice. amazing. <laughs> you see Jurassic Park? It's kind of a key part of the movie. I don't know that I have, actually. That's oh, really you got to watch it. Oh, it's great. Well, and, and you so- didn't, come on, it's the part... With the Dilophosaurus that comes out and sprays him and the can drops and all oh, of the yeah. frozen little dinosaur embryos come out. It's Newman from... Uh, no. Yeah, from... I don't really don't think I've seen it. Heather, I also missed, like, oh. Indiana Jones Dude, and... She hasn't seen Back to the Future or Goonies or anything. I know. She's it's terrible. embarrassing, Heather. It's yeah. embarrassing. I'll, I'll, for, I'll forgive you for those. Yeah. It's... But, yeah, the... the, the uh, it's funny because when we were doing the frozen transfer to get my son, my second pregnancy, um, you know, I just everywhere was like the Dilophosaurus scene for me because yeah. we were getting a frozen oh, bag out. And so that's interesting. So uh, you did a fresh transfer and then a frozen transfer, both of which were successful. Yes. Cool. Both were successful. Um, yeah. The only the only issue I had with the fresh transfer. Um, was that, of course, after all of that ovary stimulation, 
I went into hyperstimulation, which is life threatening. Wow. And so I had to get more um, to tell my ovaries to shut the fuck up finally. Wow. And um, so I had to kind of reverse all that and I had to do it quick. Another cycle and have two frozen transfers, but um, they, they took the risk and it worked. Um, so like you were saying, the power of, you know, whatever and everything, yeah. Um, yeah. my, my, uh, my reproductive endocrinologist was like, well, we employ acupuncturists and I have been the biggest fan of acupuncture for so long. And um, they're like, we have one on staff and we do acupuncture for those who want it mm. directly after the transfer. Fabulous. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, I, yep. So I totally laid there during acupuncture and uh, just, you know, hope that whatever she was doing was helping and letting it grab on to the insides there. And wow, that worked. Wow. And so you have two kiddos? I do. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. It's so, I don't know about you, Mikey, but hearing stories like this are just like inspiring. I feel like before our fertility journey, I heard stuff like this just as as a provider, as an acupuncturist, and I felt really inspired just to know the you know, we have access to this incredible science and everybody becomes a mom in a different way. And, but now it, it just, it resonates and rings in such a different way. Yeah. Um, well, and it's also, I think there's a bit of like, you know, like we talked about where other people have had like a, an easier time, obviously getting pregnant and it just feels like it, it can feel a, a very um, lonely, but it can also feel like we're kind of backed into a corner and like, well, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's not going to work. Maybe it never works. Maybe you know whatever. And sort of hear the stories of people like really getting through it and having kiddos and you know and I don't know. It's just super inspiring. And it also just makes me like t- t- I think it like takes a tone off of the anxiety a little bit. Just kind yeah. of like, yeah, 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 yeah. And if I would have had someone you know next to me to say you know it sucks, yes, um, but it works. It can it can happen this way. You have to trust the science. Um, you know, like whatever else you trust out there, trust the science, trust your doctor, um, trust the process. Um, like I said, it doesn't, I don't understand how people have sex and then have babies. It doesn't work that way for me. So, um, there was something before they do the transfer, they show you your embryo Mm. and it's part of it is to, they, you know, put your name all over the Petri dishes and um, you actually watch it, at least in my clinic, um, you actually watched the process on a, they scoped at the same time. So they, you watched your, your little dude come out of the freezer and you know, it has your name on it. Confirm that it's you. And then you wait and then they show you again and then they bring it in the little pipette then they show it to you again and then they bring it into the room and then you're scoped and you have the ultrasound, but they show you pictures of that five day old embryo. And you're wow. like, what the fuck is that? And yeah. how is that going to turn into anything? Wow. But then you're like, because science and this is fucking cool. Um, 
and then they they watch you you watch the ultrasound and you watch it go up and into the uterus and then you lay there for 20 minutes and then you go do acupuncture for another 30 and then they're like mm-hmm. okay call, call us in a week <laughs> like wow. all right yeah. wow you know thanks for sharing so, that too cuz that there's something really beautiful about that um you know with with you know just being able to conceive by having sex it's like you know you can feel that things are happening and all that but like this is you're literally getting to see your little nugget like from day five that is so wild and like the wonderment from that it's fascinating like Mm. i i still have they sent photos of my five-day-old children um and or you know five-day-old embryos whatever they were um but i i will send them i will text them to you guys because they're so cool to look at like that became my kid and you know and i'm not it's a it's a tricky place to be (laughs) because you know embryos can turn into kids and then the whole like pro-life thing starts and that's not i'm not i'm not there for that um (laughs) thank you thank you for clarifying that too thank you not getting into that (laughs) do what you want um but uh you know to see that that can happen and you know now i have the i think i'm done having kids you know i'm what did i just turn 39 i'm pretty sure i'm done um and you know, now I have to think, well, I still have two, two kids in a freezer that I'm paying rent on. Um, you know, am I going to, how long am I going to pay rent on them? Do I want them? You know, I can choose to donate them to science. I can choose to have them destroyed. I can choose to, um, give them to another couple who can get pregnant, but can't make embryos, like all of these really weird options. And I know they're not my kids. They're not kids yet. They're they're little five day old embryos sitting there. Right. But I also know what they can turn into. And it's it's a very hard place to be mm. emotionally with that. Um, you know, just to add to all of the other emotions that come with IVF. Why why is my body fucking betraying me? This is mm. something that all women should be able to do, right? Like yeah. it's just yeah. another emotional mind suck that you get to go through. So just be aware of that too. Um, you know, all of the, just every thought that you have, you know, I vacillated so quickly between humor and sadness and anger and confusion with Mm. this whole process. Um, you put from day one, Mm. like what, why do I have to be here? Um, and it's all normal and you have to feel it and you have to go through it. Mm. And you know, there's, there's no reason not to, because it's your feelings, you know, yeah. they're not wrong. Yeah. God, Heather, I, um, I feel like you're my spirit animal. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just really, I feel like you took us on such a journey and, um, and really like spoke to me personally, just for where we're at right now. Like yeah. you gave us so many good nuggets on you know, just from someone that's on the other side and has gone through it, and somebody that's a fellow PCOS sister, I, I see you. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we, were, we were handed some shit there. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I, I just adore you. I, I really would love to meet you in person sometime. Thank you so much for um, just contributing your story and doing it with grace and humor and so much information. Um, you are a beautiful I'm gem. so happy to. Oh, thank you. And call me or text me anytime with any question, big, mundane, whatever. I'm, I'm totally here for you. I'm totally here for you during this whole process. Um, you know, we can't, it, it was so hard to do it alone and I don't want that for anybody. Mm. So if there's anything I can do to, to help you guys, to support you guys, to just listen to you, I'm, I'm here for it. So oh. you have my number. Thank you so so much. Yeah, thank you, Heather, and uh, can't wait to see the picture of those little uh, those early early baby pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Five days post conception, kids. I'll yeah, send them right over. Amazing, <laughs> awesome, Heather. Um, great talking to you. Yeah, so good to talk to you, Heather. Thank right, you so too. much. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Heather, we love you, Heather. We love you, we love you. We really, really love you. We love you, we love you. We really. <laughs> I don't know. She got me in more of like a, a Beach Boys mood. Oh, see, I, I thought I you were know. going, I can't play that fucking music. No, no, no. I was okay. going, um, you know, Aruba, Jamaica. Oh. Like the worst oh, Beach Boys song, it. arguably, Oof. of all time. It's... Why Why didn't I take it to the best Beach Boys song? Which is? Which is? Wouldn't it be nice Then we wouldn't have to wait so long. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I really should have taken it there because that that's ultimately the way that she was making me feel is is best of Beach Boys, not garbage Beach Boys. Right. That's OK. Yeah. yeah she gets it. Yeah. Um, so, Heather, thank you. We love you. Um, and both of you women, it's just to give of your time um, to really help to spread education and awareness is freaking amazing. Yeah. Seriously. I just think that. um I don't know. It's so bold to come onto a platform of people that they don't, I mean, they don't know us. Like I know both of them from high school, but like, you know, we haven't really hung out in that long, in a very long time. And like to come on and tell something that's so personal and I don't know, why aren't we hearing these stories all the time from all women? Like Mm -hmm. it's, we've just, Mm -hmm. our society has like just segregated women into this corner where they're not allowed to tell their stories. And I don't know. I just feel like all these things are so, it's so human. It's like, what an amazing mm. story to hear. Mm. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. And what was incredible for me, while their stories were so different, they both had this like center core of how can I find the humor? Yeah. Um, how can I help others? How, you know, they were, they're just such beautiful people. Well, and also they, I think they both individually could have felt very disempowered by the whole situation. Mm. I can like felt powerless, like when they were given their diagnoses and yet they were like, fuck that. I'm making this happen. And yeah. they like charged forward. Yeah. 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 Well, we love you guys as well. For reals. Yeah. Um, We'll say it again. Instagram handle is at Accu for Kids. So definitely. That's actually your. Oops. Uh, 
You can definitely <laughs> follow Aki for Kids. That's Corinne's Portland pediatric acupuncture business. We're falling apart. Well, guys, I'm really sorry. The wheels are coming off. I've been doing Aki for Kids things all day today. I did a Zoom call. I did some telemedicine. So that was in my brain a little bit. Um, You're welcome. No, it's at Mikey and Rin Stay In. Um, and... Let's eat at MikeyandRinStayIn.com is our email. We would love to hear from you if you've got a story to share. Um, and Mikey and I are going to keep sharing our journey. We have um, a follow-up with our reproductive endocrinologist on Tuesday to figure out what it looks like to get going with IVF in COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a fun adventure. Yeah. Come along. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on this beautiful day. Yeah. Um, I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight we're gonna... <laughs> tonight we're gonna stay in. You should too. Keep on staying in. Yeah. Until COVID is... Through. Through. Nice. Jesus. Wow. Love you guys. (laughs) Love you. Buy the album on iTunes. (laughs) It's a triple album. (laughs) Bye.